0: The title of the message that we are going to be preaching or we are going to be discussing into this morning has been titled Bait. It's spelled B-A-I-T, Bait. And so this very particular title, by the time the Holy Spirit was working on me for me to come up with this very particular, it it, it, it was mind-blowing to me. Um, I was preparing, I was just looking at a note uh, when I woke up early hours of this morning and I was just I was just meditating and I'm saying, but God... Even myself, I was even praying for myself. Like, God, what is it that I need to be able to bait in this very particular thing for me to be able to pull all I need to pull? And so my prayer for you this morning is the fact that as we begin to look deep down into the Word of God and begin to see what God has for us this season, remember this is our year of overflow, and this month is our month of manifestation. My prayer for you today is that by the time this message will come to an end, Whatever that you need to bait for your manifestation to become a view, you will bait them all in the name of Jesus. With that being said this morning, let's just go straight into our text. I want you to write down. It's going to be a bit of a long text this morning. I just want you to write it down because throughout that very particular text is what I'm going to use as my guiding factors that will help me with this very particular message this morning. So we're going to be looking our core text for this month, which is Romans chapter 8, 18 and 19. Romans 8, 18 and 19. And also you can write down 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. And also 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4 from verse 12 to verse 16. 1 Peter 4, 12 to 16. And also write down 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. 1 Peter 5:10. Finally the scripture. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. From verse 1 to verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 10. All the scripture I've given you this morning, I'm going to be wrapping this very particular message titled, Bait, around this scripture. But before we continue this morning, let's look at our anchor scripture for the month, which is Romans chapter 8 from verse 18 and 19. Romans 8, 18 and 19. One of the things that I pray this morning for you to be able to capture on this very particular service is the fact that by this service, by the time this service is going to come to an end, you will understand why you are going through what you are going through. And you will begin to know what to do to be able to pull yourself. For some of you, this service will be an encouragement service. For some of you, this service will give you what to do. For some of you, this service will unveil the mystery of the world system that has captured you down and make you not to move forward. And I pray this morning that whatever this service has for everybody, you will lay hold of your own promises in the name of Jesus. Romans 8 from verse 18 and 19. Romans 8, 18 and 19. I'll try not to preach. I'll try to twitch. Um, which means I'll preach and I'll teach. So I'm not promising you that I'm not going to preach. But I know that I'm going to twitch. That one is for sure. It says, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. The scripture there says in verse 18, it says, For I reckoned,' Paul the apostle was making us to understand that there is a dimensions of suffering. So which means the Bible on this very particular month has not, what you call, negate the fact that there is a dimensions of suffering that we all need to go through. It says, For I reckoned that the suffering. So which means what you are currently going through, it is not strange to God. It is not strange to the ideas of the scripture. It is not strange to mankind. 1 Corinthians 10 13, because to understand, he says, There is nothing taken to me, that is nothing that is taking you such as is common to man. Which means everything that you are going through right now, it is common to man. Whatever that, whatever experience you are facing, it is common to man. He now says in that scripture that God is faithful. He will not allow you to go beyond that which you are able to bear. But in the place of that very particular trial, tribulation, temptation, suffering, he says, I, God, I will make a way for you. So Paul, the apostle, was saying to us, he says, for I reckon, indirectly, I know that the suffering that you are going through at this very particular moment cannot be compared. If only you know what to do. If only you are going to be able to apply some certain principle this morning. He says, if you then do that, because we keep praying, God, manifest yourself in me. Lord, let your manifestations be, 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 be seen around my life. Father, let there be a new revelation of who you are for me so that the world can see. But the truth of it is the fact that it says here, it says, the glory which shall be revealed in us, you see, for the end next expectations of the creations. You see, they are waited for the manifestations of the sons and the daughter of God. Second scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 16 to 18. It says here, it says, For which cause we faint not, but our outward man perish. This is Paul the Apostle talking to the Church of the Current. He said this, he said, For which causes we faint not. He says, But though our outward man perish, he says, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Verse 17 now says, he say for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. He says, "Why we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. He says, for the things which are seen are temporary. Which means that problem that you are currently going through right now is a temporal problem. That very particular disappointment you are correctly facing is temporal. That very particular pain, the fact that the guy chooses to marry you and decide to dump you at the at the what I wanted to say at the airport, decide to dump you at the altar. That very particular thing is temporal. He says, but the things which are not seen, he says, they are eternal. So there is an eternal reaction or there is an eternal reality that our face is not capturing right now. But before we go there, let's look at verse seventeen again one more time. It says, for our light's affliction. Paul was, this This is a man, a guy that wrote to Todd of the New Testament. The kind of conversion that Paul had was an encounter with the person of Christ. The person of Christ came to make, see, Paul was not preached to by man. Paul was preached to by, by Jesus himself, who came in his glorified nature. So Paul experienced the glorified Jesus, but he was saying to you now, that just because Pastor Darlington preached to you and you gave your life to Christ does not negate the fact that you are not going to go through affliction. He says, for our light, affliction is but for a moment. I feel like encouraging some men of God this morning who are like of the, s- the same clothes like me. But the fact that you are anointed does not mean that you will not go through affliction. The fact that you are a prophet, the fact that you are act pope, act bishop, act whatever you want to add on the table. He says, but our light affliction. Paul was making us to understand. I'm an anointed man of God, converted by the person of Christ. But I must tell you that is an affliction that I'm currently going through. I must tell you that there are some things that is but for a moment. But please know this one. It says, a worketh in us. Which means how you name your problem determines what you enjoy out of it. How you name your problem determines how long the problem can be. And how you name your problem determines what you take out from that problem it says but our light affliction our light affliction we say so we are living in a days now whereby just because you just lose your phone all of a sudden god now needs to be blamed for god why my phone god if you if this my phone go or probably your if i even lose your phone it's even too much just because your battery died your battery died on your phone you are throwing your toys out of the window but god why me why not you it says but our light affliction but our light affliction. You go to your office tomorrow. As you are driving, get to the office. You just see that, that that guy all of a sudden out of annoyance pour you a tea. You're angry. You throw all your salvation out of the window. But our light affliction. I know that yes, the guy divorced you. I know that yes, your loved one decided to leave you. I know that yes, the business is not going through. But for our light affliction. But for our light affliction. I want somebody to say this after me. That from today onward... I name my problem small because I serve the big God that can handle it. It says that light affliction said they produced for us an eternal weight of glory. You know, by the time the Holy Spirit was talking to me, see, there is a dimensions of God's possibility that you will only bump into by the afflictions you are able to conquer. Oh my dear, there is, is a dimensions of God that you can only be able to carry. Do you hear what he says? He says, worketh for us a far more exceeding weight of eternal glory. Now, this is the full cabot of God. That part can only come based on your afflictions that you are able to conquer. It does not come by just trying to pray yourself away from it so you will go through it and you will come out victorious out of it. Say, but for a light affliction, let's jump to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 16 i'm trying to build something here this morning because i want i think i'm sick and tired and tired and sick for me seeing believers where some small thing happened to you you just begin to get angry there is one thing for those of you who knows me i'm a man of the word of god see no matter the encounter i'm going to bring on the table or no matter the supernatural i'm going to do for you god will use me to do with you trust me if i'm not going to back it by the word of god i'm but not a fake prophet because a be genuine one we'll would definitely back everything from the scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 16 to 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 16 to 18. Thank you very much, my beloved. I see that you are fast this morning. I was almost tempted to send you my scripture this morning, but I'm like, I don't know if you will show up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let me not send you scripture. And you say, I'm like, ah, pastor, you know. <laughs> but don't worry, next time I'll try that. I'll try that, look. Hope you permit me to do that. He says him he said beloved do not think it strange concerning the fieriest trial which you are which is try you he said don't think of it that is strange first peter chapter 4 12 to 16 he said do not think that it is strange which means this thing is common it is not strange i know that your business is not going the way you want it going it is not strange i know that that very particular job you want to get a job you are not the only one who does not have that job it is not strange it says as though some strange things has happened to you. It says, but rejoice uh, to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. Do you notice that your Christ now suffer? <laughs> uh, it says that you partake of Christ's suffering. It says that when the glory is revealed, which means that it's a glory that must be revealed from the standpoint of suffering. It says, but when the glory is revealed, he says you may also be glad with exceeding joy. It says, if you are reproached for the name of Christ, he says, blessed are you. He says, for the spirit of God and of God rest upon you. He says, on your part, he is blasphemed. But on your part, he says, yeah, that he is glorified. He says, yet, he says, yet, if any man suffers, let him suffer. Uh, let me, I'm sorry. He said, um, let me read verse 5. He says, but... Let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, as an evildoer, as a busybody. You see, busybody is a crime. <laughs> you know where you're just busy, just doing everything. Busybody, he it says, it's a crime. He says, and also, with, with the whole concept of busybody, he says, in another man's matter. My dear, if it's not your matter, keep quiet. They didn't ask you for you to open an Uputa panel. Nuputa panel is in Nigeria. South Africa is called Zondo Commission. They didn't ask you to open a zondo commission concerning somebody else's case It says if you suffer because of busybody do not accrue that suffer that no it is god that is doing that one for you but he says something also in verse 16 he says yet if any man suffer as a christian suffer as this is one message that the church we hardly want to tell you but i'm sorry i'm going to be that pastor if i'm going to be the first and i'm going to be the first to tell you that is the suffering dimensions of god that guarantee the kind of weight of god's glory that you must experience on planet earth he says but if anyone suffer he say, let him not be ashamed that i'm suffering because i'm going through this one i'm suffering for this because i'm standing for those of you believing for you to get married i know you have gone for 59 59 and quarter kind of date but yet it is not coming and god keep telling you your guy is showing up and you are suffering the pain of being single and you choose not to compromise People are telling you, my friend, this is not fashionable. My friend, just, just give the cookie out. You know, they say, give it out, give it out. You never can tell. These guys may not come. You know, men are men are few, women are plenty. They come with the world technology system to help you. He says, but if you suffer and you stand on that ground, that despite the fact that winter is fast approaching very soon, and you have to hug your pillow, hug your heater, hug your electric blanket, suffer that very particular suffer. I say, if you do that one, say don't be ashamed of it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. The world is ashamed of that system, but you cannot be ashamed of it. It says, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Say, but let him glorify. The scripture, again, we're going to look into. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. Don't worry, it's going to get sweeter. I just need to build this morning. I need to build it this morning. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. Thank you so much. 1 Peter 5, verse 10. It says here. And the grace of all, I mean, and the God of all grace, which called you, which called you to his eternal glory in Christ. He said, after you have suffered a little while, after you have what, suffered a little while, after you have suffered a little while. The scripture we read in First Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 16, it makes us understand the kind of suffering. It's not a suffering of busybody, not a suffering of doing evil stuff not a suffering of compromising and yet you for example you go to the bank you steal money we are an accountant you steal money in the bank and they put you in prison you are saying i'm suffering no that's not that not let me give you a knock that is coming from nigeria so that you don't begin to yeah that's not that's not the kind of suffering we're talking about it says after you have suffered for a while it says, God himself, kapakos parata. You know, these are the kind of, these are the kind of scripture I see that just give me grace for me to go through the problems. He say for God himself, he says, will restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. He see, he will make you strong. So, which means that say dimensions of a suffering that produces strength. There's a dimensions of suffering that make you firm in the lord there's a dimensions of suffering that make you steadfast that even though my car break down oh boy i will show up in church even though it is raining i don't care what anybody say oh boy i will appear in my duty post because why after you have suffered for a while he says i god i will make sure that i restore you give you all that you need now which means scripture that I'm going to read this moment, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 10. And this will lead me to my call for this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 10. As we begin to go into my message. It says here, and I brethren, when I come to you, you see, I come not with an excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. He said, for I determine not to know of anything among you, save Jesus and him crucified. Paul was clear here. I don't want to know your problem. I just want to know Jesus. I don't want to know what you're going through. Can I see Christ in your problem? Can I see Christ in the crisis you are going through? Can I see your faith that you are standing strong? Can I see the fact that they refuse to promote you, they refuse to employ you, they refuse to give you that very particular job, and yet you've done all the things you can do in Christ, and yet nothing is coming forth. You see, that's one of the things I'm beginning to learn in this work I'm doing for the past two days that I've been active in this ministry is the fact that (laughs) the God who called you, hear me, this is for somebody, the God who called you and you obey his voice and as you go into that place, all of a sudden, the thing did not work. The Bible says, it say, give God all the glory, which means the same one whereby you give God the glory for the thing working, give him the glory also for the thing not working. After all, he called you. You obeyed his voice and the thing did not show up. Still, give God the glory. The reason why some of us are afraid of giving God the glory for some certain things or some certain failures in our life, it is not because we don't want, because you know that when the things were good, you took the glory. You didn't give it to God. Because if you gave God the glory at every journey of your life, even when the failure showed up, father thank you because this business failed thank you i don't know what this thing is producing on my inside but i allowed the process of this very particular failure to produce the eternal weight of god's glory for my life the reason why you're afraid of giving god the glory because your husband divorced you is because you know too well that the period when your husband was with you you were worshipping your husband and not god now that the thing is gone you cannot say god thank you because you know that i failed in the place when my husband was there now that my husband has decided to go and marry my best friend, all or or his McQuibs, like they call it in South Africa, then all of a sudden now you are angry. Now you can't even say, Father, your hand cannot be lifted up anymore. Because why? You weren't lifting your hand when the Bentley was there. Now that you are now driving an Uno, you are now complaining. It says, yeah, Say for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus and him crucified. It says, and I was with, with, I was with you in your weaknesses. I was with you in your fears. And even in your much trembling, it says, "And my speech and my preaching is not with the enticing words of man wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of the power." Verse five says, "Here I'm reading First Corinthians chapter two, I'm in mind verse five. He said that your faith should not fail. I mean that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. What is he talking about? The wisdom of men talks about the proposals of shortcut that sinks to compromise your value, your principle, your integrity." It says that your faith do not stand in the wisdom of men remember the word the proposal of shortcut the proposal for you to compromise your value the proposal for you to adjust your principle the proposal for you to begin to bend your integrity and before we know what is going on your character begin to show that you have now be subscribing to the wisdom of men the wisdom of men will make you understand that oh boy you're working in that company After you are working 9 to 5 and the guy is not paying your salary in full. My friend, stop going 9 to 5, go 10 and leave the office by 1 o'clock. After all, he's getting what he's getting what he's paying you for. But because you know that this suffering I'm going through, I know that this company is paying me less than my capacity. I'm going to stay put in this very particular process, still give him my best. Even though, in fact, the fact that he's even paying me half of the salary, I will show up by eight, leave by six o'clock. Because I know that this is producing something for me. You are crying, and yet you are still showing up in your office because you know it is producing. It says, But in the power, it says, But in the power of God, verse 6. It says, Howbeit we speak the wisdom among them that are perfect. It says, Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world uh, that come to naught. Verse 7. It says, But we speak of the wisdom of the mystery of God. We speak of the wisdom of the mystery of God. Even in hidden wisdom, you say which God ordained before the world unto our glory. He says which none of the princes of this world knew. You say for if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What does it mean there? If they had known this wisdom that I'm about to bring to you this morning, if they had known this wisdom concerning Christ, they would not have fall for the bait that was dropped for them they would not have fall, which means the people of this world, they fall for a particular bit that Jesus, that God dropped on the scene and they fall for it and that now begin to produce the Jesus in you and the Jesus in me. It also says in Hebrews chapter five, I think one more scripture, Hebrews chapter five from verse seven to nine, Hebrew five. I know you guys will say pastor is on a full message this morning. Yes. I'm tired of Christians whereby you hardly flip your Bible. In fact, some of you even have the one on your phone. You, don't, you hardly punch your Bible. You only punch it. Is also, you will punch today. In fact, your finger will be seen on your screen of your phone today, knowing to that you've punched the scripture. You guys, know, flip the scripture. that is punch the scripture, depending on which one you want to do this morning. Hebrews chapter 5, 7-9. Hebrews 5, 7-9. I need to paint this suffering well for somebody, so that when you go out today, you don't then begin to now toe tantrums and throw your toys out. Hebrews five seven to nine, Hebrews chapter five from verse seven to nine. It says here. It says here. He say who in the days of his flesh. He said, when he had suffered, I mean when he offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying unto him that was able to save him from the dead. He says and he and he heard. I mean sorry and was heard in that he feared. He said, though he was a son, yet he learned his obedience by the things which he what suffered. He's talking about your Jesus. He learned obedience. So there's some certain obedience you will learn by some certain suffering you will go through. That's what, yeah, see, even me, your pastor, there's some certain obedience I have learned based on some certain suffering hey, hey, that I have. In fact, is it I have and I am going through? So I say I have and I say I am. And what gives me the capacity for me to pull through day in day out? It's a fact that I understand that it's going to produce an eternal weight of God's glory. For example, I know majority of you don't know, 2021 was a a year that my wife and I, it tested our faith, tested our totality, tested everything about us. But we understand too well that regardless, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Though I may not get the things that I put all my money to get, yet will I serve him. So don't think that some of us you see the anointed ones that sit on the pulpit. Sometimes this is what I believe. The reason why people think that the pastors are enjoying life is because we refuse to show them our scars. Sometimes we have to be very honest and show the members the scar so that they come down from that high horse to make them understand that just because I come here and I show you the what you called the Gucci, the 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 the, the Gavinci, the whatever chi that you all wear, we all wear on the stage does not mean that our back does not have the mark. Of the testament and the suffering that we've gone through. Sometimes we need to be honest and show you the back so that you can see the mark. To know that we also go through some certain suffering. This scripture was saying to us here concerning Jesus. It says in the days of Jesus, in verse 7. It says after he had prayed. Imagine, they said he offered up prayer. He offered up supplication. Then he added into it with crying. As if the crying was not enough. So So which means you can cry without tears. The Bible says Jesus cried, tears came out. So, your crying and your tears you are bringing is not emotional blackmail to God. You can't blackmail God with emotional. His own son also faced that very particular suffering. He says, but with that very particular suffering, He says, and being made perfect, he become an author of salvation unto all them that obey him. But He came from the porter of suffering. As we begin to go into my scripture at this very particular moment, and my, text, this, my context of our message this morning, we are going to be looking at a character of a man called Benjamin. Benjamin, what is it about Benjamin that this morning we are going to be looking with the concept of the message called bait. Because one of the things I've seen about God in his own way is the fact that every time God wants to do something, he will personalize his thoughts and his intent most time using man and also using story, parables and actual encounters that's how God does things and so for example for those of you who wants to be blessed in the Lord I want to be big boys I want to chill with the big boys you know that song I want to be able to have all my cars and stuff if you want to understand how to achieve with the big boys and have your car one person in the Bible that you must study his life tirelessly is a man called Abraham so in the Bible there are people you can jealously follow and yet you will be able to do what they do and see God also use a signature of his nature to sign your life for, for blessing. You want to be blessed in the Lord? Study Abraham. You want, to be, you want to be able to pray a prayer that you can shut down the economy of a particular country and open the economy up again. Which means ability for you to pray yourself. You want to know what it means to pray. Study a guy called Elijah. In fact, we get to see with Elijah in the book of James chapter 5. From verse, I think it verse 18. No, 16 to 18. James 5 16 to 18. It makes us to understand. He says there concerning a man. He says he was a like man. He was a like man of like passion, which means the man also ate bread and pap. He did eat bread and pap. He ate that very particular amala ewedu soup. For us as Nigeria, he ate his pap and the goosey soup. He said he was a man of like passion like you. But Abraham prayed. He shut down the heavens, and after finishing praying for three and a half years, he prayed again, and he opened down the heavens and he bring down rain. My dear see there is a level of consistency that you can put on the table where when one thing did not work you know how to do that very particular thing again now you have become a master of that circumstances before we go into our message this morning if you look at your life before you begin to shout and to cry when the things were good in your life have you taken time to study why was the thing good what was i doing that made it good now that the thing is bad what am I doing that is still making the thing very bad? You must be able to ask yourself that question as a Christian. Why me? And if why me, what must I do? Not what must they do? We live in a generation where our generation is very quick to tell us what must they do? What must they do? The government must give me house. The government must be able to provide the thing for me. The government, the government, the government. I'm talking about my country in South Africa. I thought this is my country. Yes, my country. My country in South Africa. I'm talking about it. Everything, the government. What are you going to do for your government? My government must give me the ro- The government, did not, my friend, grow up like a big boy. The government owe you nothing than policies and system that guarantees for your sustainable growth and advancement. Hear me, hear me well. Coming from your pastor, the government owe you nothing than policy, system that guarantees for your advancement. So which means you must think advancement that the government make that available for you. You want to study encounter? You need to study a man called Jacob. Lord, I want an encounter with you. That can literally change my name from Darlington to favor. Go study a guy called Jacob. He knows, he bumped a God of encounter that literally his name was changed. A man who went into a particular country empty-handed all his resources wiped and followed this very particular man. You want to study a man called prevailing fasting and prayer? You want to know how to fast and yet you don't, you don't shrink. I've taught you in this commission and this is one of the things I believe. me is my personal revelation. I'm not saying that Everybody who is doing it is wrong. It's my personal revelation. You want to study about Lent fasting? Study a guy called Daniel. Daniel, Daniel chapter 10. Go and read Daniel chapter 10. The Bible says this very particular man, he fasted for 21 days. See, I hear the name of Daniel fasting. I hear it is called Daniel fasting and all those things. Very good. I'm not against it. But when you read the scripture again, go back and read the scripture. The Bible says the reason why Daniel fasted for 21 days and the angel came to make us understand that on the first day Daniel fast, the result was heaven released the result. Then Daniel, I mean, what's called the angels was captured by the prince of partials, the demonic, the principality and power, they captured it. The reason why he added extra 20 days is for him to hold the product. There are some of you, you fasted five days, all of a sudden, ah, but I fast five days and nothing is company. Maybe your five days fasting is not enough. Five days of fasting is supposed to be 50 days fasting. The time you stop fasting was when you get the thing in your hand. The time you stop praying was when you get it. So, for Daniel was just making us to understand, guy, this fasting thing, you can do it, but you have to insist until it gets to your hand. You have to insist until it gets to your hand. And you are not fasting from the position of, let me just call point religious activities. You are doing it from the posture of conviction that, guy, this thing must happen. This siege must be broken. And until the siege break, then you stop. You don't stop because it's three days fasting and prayer. You don't stop because it's five days. You don't stop because it's 21 days. You stop when you have it in your hand. That's exactly what Daniel taught us. A prevailing fasting. And you want to also know how to enjoy wisdom? You need to study a man called Solomon. When I've been said, like I said, we want to study a man life called Benjamin. Benjamin. Let's see what Benjamin is. Benjamin, we're going to see his life, his stories. Why Benjamin? Why Benjamin is the discourse for this morning? Like I said to you, you want to be able to put a solution on the table? Look for a character to personalize it. For Benjamin, Benjamin will get to understand. Let me just give you a bit of a brief a brief story around Benjamin's life. Benjamin, his father's name was called Jacob. And his mother's his name, his mother's name is Rachel. Rachel happened to be the one that the father loved so much. Um, you know the story whereby the father had to serve Laban for, two, for seven years to get and the first thing to get his wife, all of a sudden, the father played Kalu Kalu. That's why I call it in Nigeria. He played Gambo and for all probably based on the tragedy, the father baited, the father baited the thing and gave him Leah. And then later he said, no, I love this lady. I will still do another seven years. Indirectly for the one he loved, he fasted. He waited for 14 years to get the one he loved 14 good years to get some of you. The ladies giving you tough time, just two months. You are now already trying to inbox another girl. You are trying to inbox and can't chill. My financial problem. If Jacob can do for fourteen years, guy, relax. If God said to you that lady is your wife, stay there, stay there, and push your way, she will crack. I tell people, I said every woman has a price tag. If I'm not every woman, every man living has a price tag. You just know, you just need to know what is that price tag and lay it on the table. You will get what you want from them. Hear me and hear me well. Every man, including me, sitting here, we all have a price tag. Everybody. And when I mean price tag, I'm not talking about money. Some people price tag is integrity. Some people price tag is loyalty. Some people price tag is what you call is sincerity. Some people price tag is just love. Some people price tag is money. So everybody has a price tag. Your business is to locate what the price tag. Put it on the table, and they will shrink and adjust to you. So we got to see this very particular man called um, what you called Benjamin. So Benjamin's story, we know what happened with Benjamin. All of a sudden, get to Joseph. Joseph was born by the first child that Richard would get is Joseph. The brothers came together, they manipulated, and they took Joseph out of the way. God now blessed another, God now blessed Richard and that child. So for the previous, I'm going to read from Genesis 35, because that's where I want to start my reading, because I don't want to go back to all those story. Genesis 35, we now see the story of how Benjamin came. Now, the Bible says in Genesis 35, 16 to 20, you can write that down. Just write it down and follow me in this very particular thought I'm reading. Genesis 35, 16 to 20. The Bible says here concerning this man called Benjamin. It says, and they journey, Who is the day? This person on the day here is um, Jacob and Rachel. God asked Jacob to go to Bethel. Bethel is a place of encounter. Bethel is a place of opening. Bethel is a place where God's glory is. So God asked him to go to Bethel. So while he finished for Bethel, he was on his journey from Bethel. He says, um, where he went to build, sorry, he was from a journey from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. Ephrath is the place where he wanted to give birth to to this very particular child that Rachel is carrying. He says, and Rachel travail, and she had a hard labor. Now, see, I want you guys, something I want us to get in this place, because it is going to open your mind for something things we're going to talk this morning. He says, Rachel travail, and she had a hard labor. It says, and it came to pass when it was in a hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, that thou said, for thou shalt have this son also. And it came to pass as her soul was departing. The Bible says, For she died that she called the child's name Benoni. He said, But the father called him Benjamin. Thank God for fathers who are there when their child has been born. So the father names him Benjamin. He said, and Rachel died and was buried in the way to Everett. He says, which is a Bethlehem. He says, and Jacob set a pillar there upon her grave. He said that this is the pillar of Rachel's grave until this day. At this very particular scripture we've just read in Genesis 35, we are beginning to see, for lack of a better word, the not-for-good kind of experience that this boy called Benjamin was born into. Benjamin, all of a sudden, remember that this child, every other children, let's say the ten children, okay, the eleven children, including Joseph, the eleven children that Jacob would ever had with his wives, they all have good. Nine months ago, they push poop, everything was fine, but something about this boy called Benjamin. All of a sudden, my mother want to give back to me. She's having, what's it called? What's it called? She's having cramps. She's having difficulties, hard labor. You know how you guys call it? I'm trying to look at the word that the, 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 the dilation centimeter hasn't gotten to 10. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't ask many questions. The dilation has not gotten to 10 and all those very things. And all of a sudden, Rachel was still at, what's it called, 1.2. And there is a long time. You know when you want to give back, and the dilation hasn't get to that point. Oh boy, you feel like packing out. You feel, you Now, Rachel experienced that. Now, the Bible now says based on her experience, she named the child Benoni. What does it mean to name a child Benoni? He said, this is the son of my pain. The son of my pain. Does it now make sense where Benjamin, when we begin to look at his life, everything about Benjamin was always a place whereby something must go for him to be able to stand in life. Benjamin was a man that was born from the posture of pain. But thank God for fathers. And this is the thing for me. I'm not against mothers who name their children, but this is me for me. Thank God for fathers who are there when their children is being born. Fathers always name their children from the posture of destiny, not from the posture of current affairs. Not from the posture of current affairs. The father came and the father named him Benjamin. He said, This is the son of my right hand. I know, woman, you call him Benoni, but that name Benoni cannot stand in this home. That is your name, so be it. It's going to be called Benjamin because this is the son of my right hand. And all of a sudden, with this very particular context, imagine a Benjamin grew up and all the family the 10 boys that is in that house keep telling Benjamin Benjamin the reason why you are where you are today is because where your mother was giving birth to you you died I mean your mother died you came into this very particular with a curse upon your life already at the moment of Benjamin's life there is too many difficulties that the guy was dealing with he come into a life innocent boy I did not I did not ask my parent to give birth to me why am I going through this benjamin begin to face all the rejection begin to face all the cause begin to face all the shame the pain he goes to school they tell him ah, the one that the mother gave birth to and the mother died do you know what that sounds like for a male child and yet he had no clue the mother guess what he was not a partaker of this very particular thing but benjamin i want to say to you all my Benjamins, this morning i have a message for you this morning called debate. bait and the bait will begin to show you the reason why your conception and why you are living a life of suffering and pain because it's about to pop i declare for every benjamin this morning that they blame you from something you are not aware of they insulted you they attacked you you are suffering in your company based on things you did not partake my dear benjamin be encouraged this morning because the power of god is going to meet you at that place and it will turn your story to a testimony in the name of jesus the Bible says, and Benjamin went through all that very particular experience. We now see how the gain begin to take place. It now says in the book of Genesis, chapter forty-two, from verse one to verse nine. Genesis forty-two, one to verse nine. The ben, ben, my dear Benjamin, I don't know. How I felt in my spirit to pray for every Benjamin. You've been accused. You've been talked upon. You've been attacked. Your family look at you and they can't see anything good out of you, just because the ones who are supposed to protect you are not available anymore to preserve your dignity and to keep you strong. They keep trading you left, right, and center. You are tired of keep explaining yourself. You have no particular of the deal, but yet you are still a particular of the shames and the the disgrace. I stand this morning by the prophetic voice of God and the Christ that ordained me for this privilege opportunity. I declare today that every insult that you have suffered turn to testimony in the name of Jesus. Benjamin, be encouraged. God is about to show up for you. The Bible now says in Genesis chapter 42 from verse 1 to verse 9. Genesis 42, 1 to verse 9. Now, this is how God decided to want to show up for Benjamin. For the Benjamins of you, get ready. Ha! The Bible now says, Genesis chapter 42 from verse 1 to verse 9. It says, it says now, when Jacob saw there was corn in Egypt, he said, Jacob said to his, to his boys, why do you look upon one another? And he said unto them, behold, I've heard that there is corn in Egypt get down tida and buy for us hence we may leave i mean hence we may not live and die run down to egypt and buy for us there are some of us this woman because of the world system majority of us are running down to egypt because egypt has the corn and because in your mind the church does not have the corn you are changing your system changing your protocols, changing your ideology, because why? You cannot be at the pain, and you are running down to Egypt to go and get the corn from it. My dear, for as long as Egypt has the corn, it's just a matter of time. If you don't pray yourself for you to begin to manifest that corn, you will find yourself going down to Egypt to buy the corn. The Bible now says concerning that very particular story, that this very particular guy find himself in Egypt. His boys, the Bible says in verse 3, it says, and Joseph and his ten brethren, he says they went down to buy a corn in Egypt. Guess what? This is where we begin to see Benjamin again being mentioned. After all the razzmatazz that happened in the previous chapter, now this is where Benjamin begins to mention again. He says, then Joseph, verse three. Remember, I'm reading Genesis chapter Genesis forty-two. I'm now in verse three. He says, and Joseph's ten brother went down to buy the corn in Egypt. He says, but Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with him. I mean, sent not with his brethren. For he says, lest paraventure, the mischief that befall his brother, fall upon him. (laughs) He says, look at the story again. He says, Benjamin was not sent to go that place. Because why? There are some of you this morning, as much as yes, you know that your Benjamin has been attacked. You have an experience with Benjamin's birth. You have an experience that this Benjamin that is in my hand. I will not go into bait this Benjamin for nothing. We get to see here that for the first time Benjamin was mentioned, but when Benjamin was being mentioned, a hand of protection for the father. There are some of you this morning, by the time the service is going to be over, you will see that you need to, at a particular time, had to let your Benjamin go. I know that your Benjamin is your pain. I know your Benjamin is your story. I know your Benjamin is your disappointment. I know your Benjamin is your anger. You have so much married your anger, pain, disappointment to the point that your Benjamin has now become part of your life. And you said to yourself, Me, Jacob, I will not let this Benjamin go. But guess what? The ten brothers were going. The ten brothers were being being developed. But because of the pain, Benjamin, I mean, Jacob refused to allow Benjamin to get into the place. The Bible now says there, it says concerning the story that the ten of them went to Egypt to go and buy. But Jacob refused to allow Benjamin to go. I want to talk to Jacob this morning. The Jacobs where you know, and this Jacob, I'm using the word Jacob. It can be a male or a female. The Jacobs where you know that because of the things that you've gone through, because of the pain, the shame, the disgrace, and now you have this very particular thing, I will not let this one go, never. I would hold my fear. I will hold my disappointment. I will hold my anger. The Bible says, Jacob, hold tight to the pain and experience. My dear, you can hold tight to pain. You can still hold tight to experience. He holds that very particular thing dearly. Benjamin today on this context is what you have hold so dearly that you don't want to let go. But in you not letting that thing go determines if you're actually going to manifest this year and enjoy the overflow. Because that gets to a particular point, my dear Jacob, you have to learn how to let Benjamin go. The Bible now makes us to understand in The book of First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. You don't need to write it down. It says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Oh, Jacob, the game is about to change. Because now your 10 sons, they've gone to Egypt. And now a game has been put on the table. That if Benjamin is not released, you will never enjoy the next move of God upon your life. If Benjamin is not baited, you will never begin to see the possibility of what God can do in your life. Some of you, Benjamin can be your irritating character. Some of you, your Benjamin can be the fact that you have stayed in one place for too long. It is time for you to trade the Benjamin. The Bible now says in verse 5, it says when they get there. Genesis 42 verse 5, it says, and the sons of Israel came to buy corn among them. It says for the, it says for the famine was in the land of Canaan. He said, and Joseph was the governor over the land. And as he was the governor, the Bible says, and he, it was sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed themselves before him with their face to the ground. Joseph saw, and he knew them, but he made himself strange unto them and speak roughly unto them. And he said, whence comes you? And they said, we are from the land of Canaan. We came to buy food. And Joseph knew his brother, but they knew him not. And Joseph remembered the dream which he dreamt, and said unto them, "You are spies, to see the nakedness of this land." I don't know, but I feel like people this morning. I just feel something right now. As I'm reading. We'll continue. I feel like praying for people who, your dream, currently now you don't know if your dream is going to come to pass anymore. <laughs> the Bible says, for this guy called Joseph, Joseph was so blessed. To the point that Joseph actually forgotten that where he is standing right now was the dream he had 13 years ago. That where he is standing right now, seeing his 10 brothers bowing down to him, was the dream he had. For those of you this morning, I stand and I prophesy. Who still believe that my dream can still come to pass? Who still believe that regardless of my suffering, my 13 years of pain and shame, I know that I've said my dreams to some certain folks that hated me just because I said it to them. I'm here to stand to you as a prophet that everyone that has mocked you because of your dream, they will come bowing themselves to you in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has looked at you and claimed that nothing good can ever come out of your life, by the grace and the oil of God upon my life, I shift you forward to the place of your manifestation in the name of Jesus. We then get to see, after this very particular point, as we continue my story, after this very particular point, the Bible says, and these ten brothers, by the time they are with, what's called, they were with Joseph, they came, they bought their food and stuff. And as they, were, as they went back, before I mean, before they get back home, Joseph now said to them, in that Genesis chapter 42 we're reading, Joseph now said to them that, see, um, this very particular product you guys are coming to buy because I don't want to read really this book. I want to get straight into the business of the day as I'm in now. Yeah. So Joseph, take your time, read the whole scripture, Genesis 42. You give you a context, 42, 43, to give you a context of what I'm saying this morning. Joseph now at this point now asks them, now, this is a problem with Reuben. Reuben's a talkative. Reuben, all of a sudden, they didn't ask Reuben, we are down. Reuben started talking, no, we are here, blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> when I read the part of Reuben, I laugh. I said, what's wrong with this guy now? Joseph just asked you, who are you? Joseph says, we are from Canaan. This is the 10 of us. They didn't ask you to begin to start mention. Though no, we are 11. One of them has been captured, blah, blah, blah. The other one is at home. He was just saying a lot of things. And so based on the fact that he was saying all those dramas, that he wasn't asked. That's why see this thing in life. Please, somebody hear this lesson. When they ask you a question, deliver what they ask you. Don't go and start telling because you go there and complicate yourself. They ask you, what time did you wake up? Don't start saying that, you no. Know, when I slept, I was turning. And before I know what was going on, I fell to the bed, fell to the floor. I stand up and I went back to the bed. My alarm rang. I closed it. And I, they didn't ask you, how did you? They say, what time did you wake up? They between what time did you wake up? And how did you wake up? I woke up 9 a.m. Pa! Case closed. Reuben was now talking. As Reuben was making all this thing, Joseph now got to a particular point. Joseph now said to him that based on this very particular thing, I choose not to believe you guys that you guys are coming to this land for free. You guys are here to come and spy to see the word nakedness, dear, that Jacob, I mean Joseph used, is you came into our land to look for a trading advantage to use against us. That word nakedness, is not literally nakedness, it means a trading advantage. Because remember that Joseph at that moment is a businessman. So Joseph is saying that you, ten of you came into this land, you are coming to spy to see, to see where is our weakness, so that you guys can use it against us. And these boys were saying no. So out of the argument, they locked all of them in prison. Bah! After three days, Joseph came and meet them and said, OK, I hear you. Because the way you guys sounded, look as if you guys are truthful in your in your stories and stuff. To cut a long story short, he released them. But on the condition of releasing them, he said to them, for me to know that this thing you are saying to me is not a lie. You will bring Benjamin, the one that you say is with your father. But before I release This, before I let you guys go, you must keep something with me. And they kept, they all agreed they left Simeon. Simeon was now with him. So to call the long story short, Genesis 42 38, I mean Genesis 42 verse 34. They got home, they were telling their father the story. And this is what they were saying to their father. Remember that they have a conversation with Joseph in Egypt. Now they are at home to tell their father what had happened, why Simeon is not there. Hmm. See, when we finish the story, you get to understand that just because you've released your Simeon does not mean that we released the Benjamin. The Benjamin is the bait, it's not the Simeon. Majority of us, just because we know that this very particular thing will not cost me pain, I would rather prefer for me to trade this very particular thing than for me to really give what is needed. The Bible now says in verse 40, in verse 34. Genesis 42-34. Let's go. We're doing a reading this morning. I'm still going with my time. Genesis chapter 42, 34 to 38. It says here, now remember this is. The boys telling their father. They've left that place. They've left Egypt. Simeon is there. Now they are here. He says, they said to their father, Joseph said to us, whoever we met there, said to us that if we are coming next time, we should bring our younger brother. Then shall I know that you guys are not spies, but that you are true men. He says, so I will deliver to you your brother, which is this Simeon that is already in that very particular place. And you you shall traffic in this land. The traffic there means you shall do business with the people. He says, and it come to pass, as they emptied their sack, and behold, every bundle of money that was in the sack, when both they and their father saw the bundle of money, the Bible says they were afraid. And Jacob now says, and Jacob their father said unto them, he says, me, have ye believed of my children? Joseph is not, and now Simeon is not. He says, and you also want to take Benjamin away? He said, all these things against me? The guy refused to allow Benjamin. And guess what? There was famine in the land. I want to address people who are currently not going through trouble in their life. My dear, that is one of the things I've understood in this very particular kingdom is the fact that for the next of God to happen in your life, there must be a Benjamin that must leave your hand. A Benjamin must leave. Some of you, a Benjamin that must leave is the whole issue of you procrastinating your times of prayers no issue for you to press more and say I know I've been praying for one hour I need to press for two hours now that is you release that is you releasing your time to God in terms of your Benjamin now and this is me saying this prophetically just because you have released your Simeon from your hand does not mean that your Simeon can be able to open the doors that is needed in the corridors of influence it must take a Benjamin from your hand for you for that door to be open now guess, guess what just i mean jacob was not even pained that much that simeon one of his child is not there he was still concerned of benjamin that is in his hand what is the benjamin that has been in your hand that you know god has said let this thing go i'm about to do something good in your life but you said no and god know that that is the baiting system that he wants to you to deliver you from every oppression of the devil the benjamin in your hand And you are saying, but God, me and this Benjamin will have a long history. I cannot allow this Benjamin go. I may be able to bear the fact that Simeon is not here. But Benjamin, never. I may be able to allow that one to leave my account. But this 10,000 that I have saved to just carry it and go and give one pastor. Never. Because why? It is easy to let Simeon go. But for you to let Benjamin, Benjamin will show your weakness. Benjamin will make you be able to depend on God totally. I say, God, I don't know how to go about this. But this Benjamin, I will try my possible best. But you notice something <laughs> that the only reason why Joseph gave what he called the ten boys their money back was not because of Simeon. He gave them their money back because of Benjamin. Oh dear Jacob. There are some certain things you are paying that you are not supposed to pay. If only you will wake up and realize if you can let God take the Benjamin, you will be shocked of the freebies you are going to enjoy in Christ. If you can let God take the Benjamin, you will be shocked that you will go out for the trading and you will come back with a profit. Your problem is the fact that your Benjamin has become part of your life and you are refusing to let the Benjamin go. The Bible now says that for as long as Jacob still hold to Benjamin, farming was still in the land. Oh dear Jacob, there is a crown and a palace waiting for you. If only you are going to learn to beat Benjamin. I know it is painful, but you must learn to beat Benjamin. I know you don't want, you have a sore tie with Benjamin, but you must be able to allow Benjamin to leave. See, this is Benjamin for me. Let me help you with the definition of Benjamin. Benjamin is that thing that you hold above God. Anything that you hold above God, anything that cannot leave your hand under the name of Christ, it's your Benjamin. It is your Benjamin. And anything that has the advantage of moving you forward. But you don't want to trade that thing for you to move forward. Some of you trade social media. Some of you trade look whatever that is keeping you bound. Trade laziness. Trade the pain. Trade the shame. Trade it. Because as long as you still have Benjamin, you will be shocked as to the kind of poverty and famine that we will still be grazing in this 2022. And yet, it has been prophesied. It's our year of overflow. The Bible now says, Genesis 43. Oh, Father, help me. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you thought losing your job was all that was the issue. You thought losing that very particular thing in your life was the thing that was after, no, it was the Benjamin. God is trying everything for you. That, my dear, I need the Benjamin, not this very particular thing. You think that Simeon, say, I can't make do with Simeon. I have enough Simeon. But that Benjamin that has occupied your heart, That place has become a trading ground. It is competing with what I want to do in your life. Oh, dear Jacob, learn to trade your Benjamin. The Bible now says in Genesis chapter 43 from verse 1 to verse 5. Genesis 43, 1 to 5. I'm taking this very particular thing on a story level so that you then understand that by the time we finish, it's time for you to know what to do when your Benjamin is out of your hand. Because you must let your Benjamin go. Oh, manifestation this year is guaranteed. Overflow is guaranteed, but it's at the backdrop of allowing your Benjamin to leave your hand Genesis chapter 43, 1 to 5 He says here, he says, and the famine was sore in the land And the famine was sore in the land And that job you are expecting is not coming in your life And that marital settlement you are looking for is not coming in your life And that thing you want to expect is not coming in your life It is not even getting washed Why? because Benjamin is still in your hand. It says, And it came to pass when they have eaten up all the corn that they bought out of Egypt. Their father said unto them, Go again to buy us a little food. Oh, dear father, you forget that the only thing that can trade for you to be able to get food this time, Benjamin must leave your hand. There are some of you, you are at the end of your life. You are still holding your Benjamin. Let it go. It is part of your baiting system that can guarantee your next level experience. The Bible now says in verse 3, And Judah spake unto his father, saying... Oh, we'll talk about Judah. Judah is part of my core here on this message. He says, And the father and Judah spake unto his father, saying, This man did solely protect. I mean, protest to us, saying, You shall not see my face except your brother is with you. If you want, I mean, if you will send us with this brother of ours, we will go down and buy the food, but if not, oh boy, we are all going to remain with you. We are going to die. (laughs) Do you see why just you? Do you see you holding your Benjamin? Do you see what you are causing the life of others? there are some of you just letting that benjamin go others can benefit for the stubbornness of jacob and only god understand because of his pain and experience his family were also experiencing the pain and imagine if it's reuben they say reuben let you the way reuben is if reuben can agree to even bury joseph he will let it go because why oh boy my stomach is important too my stomach uh, In fact, let me even say this if it was esau because remember, Esau showed his bad side to Jacob. If it was Esau, they say, let Benjamin go. Esau would not think twice. Gone. Because as far as that is his pain. It's my pain. I will let this go because I need food to eat. But Benjamin still hold, time. Mean, Jacob still hold tight to the Benjamin. But now, the bait has to be released. Things are not going the way you want it to go. There are some of you, this message is for me to address the concept of, if you want things to move forward in your life, it is time for you to let the Benjamin go. And as I'm talking to you, the Holy Spirit is telling you Benjamin. He's telling you. Because I know I prayed. I told God, God, let everyone connect to their own Benjamins in their life. That must leave them for them to move forward. I'm tired of pastoring people. Whereby all of a sudden, you keep holding your Benjamin. And yet you want to sit in the palace. You cannot sit in the palace still having your Benjamin in your hand. It's impossible. You have to trade your Benjamin. Let me show you how God also traded his own. God traded his Benjamin called Jesus. No wonder by the time Jesus returned back to him, he was no more the only begotten son. It now become the firstborn of the begotten. Now, this is the thing I want to say here. When you want to trade your bait, for example, if you look at the meaning of bait, bait is something that you throw. For example, for those who are fishermen, you throw a bait into a water, and as you put the bait, you are risking it. You put it there, hoping to catch whatever fish you want to catch. Do you notice something about when that bait hooks something? That as long as that bait is not struggling, you can literally remove the fish and the fish will be alive and put it back into the water. The reason why some of you, you are dying is because even though despite the fact that you've released your bait, you are still complaining. Ah, I did this. This is not working. And the thing keeps hooking you. It keeps choking you. And yet you are still doing it. Because why? The bait is not meant to kill you. The bait is meant to lure you to the next place of your life. Hear me well. The bait is not meant to kill you. The bait is meant to lure you, is to persuade you, is to convince you to come to the next place of your life. The Bible now says concerning Joseph, I mean Jacob. Jacob gets to the point he knows that if I either release this bait or I die. And the Bible says in verse 13 of Genesis 43, verse 13 to 16, it says, Take your brother and also arise and go back. Take your brother, arise, and go back to the man. Say, May God Almighty give you mercy that this man may release your brother and Benjamin. He says, if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. You get to the point whereby if I'm dead, I'm died. I mean, what's God? If I die, I die. Jacob understands at this level that the only way for people for me to survive and for everyone around me, for them to enjoy the blessings of Abraham, the blessings of Isaac. As me, Jacob, I have to know how to let my Benjamin go. And the Bible now says, verse 15, so they took this very particular boy, and they took the present and the money, they doubled it and they went back to Egypt and they stood before Joseph. And the Bible says when Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to his steward of his house, Take these men to my house and slaughter an animal and make ready for these men who dine with me today. Do you see what just happened there? The moment he released Benjamin, remember the first time they came, Joseph did not allow them to come to his house. There are some of you, all you need to do is to let your bait because your bait knows how to go open doors for you. Your bait knows how to make you stay before kings and non-mean men. Your bait will go and begin to, for lack of better, begin to do a negotiating factor to keep you at the top and to insist that you don't go down. But the problem is, you keep holding your bait. So I pray for somebody this morning, by the mercies of the Lord, that God will cause an open heaven experience as you think of releasing your bait in the name of Jesus, all of a sudden we get to see that as Joseph was there, you remember Joseph made a promise that when this bait comes in, I would release every one of you and you will go. And all of a sudden, yes, he did that. He put it in the ate food. If you read the story properly, the ate food and as they ate the food, the Bible says, and God, I mean, Joseph gave Benjamin because remember that they still don't know that Joseph is their brother. Joseph gave Benjamin ties five of the food. After he did that, this is where the climbers get tricky. This is where it gets very, very funny. The Bible says, and Joseph now said to the boys, put my cup in that very particular bait. They're called Benjamin. Put it in Benjamin's bag. Say, for I know what to do. It's all of a sudden. It gets to that very particular point where the bait now has now been baited. There are some of you, after you've given your bait out, are some of you now you are you are experiencing that i gave my all to serve god i baited my life and yet nothing is happening i'm here to tell you this morning your bait has just been baited relax because something is about to pop up and that thing is what we want to look into how to be able to handle when your bait has been baited what to do when after you've baited everything that you need to bait, you bait your character, bait your integrity, bait everything, bait your money. Lord, I'm going to serve you with my resources, be it in my type, my offering, propensity seed, making sure that the kingdom of God is preached, going out to the street, rain is falling, I'm preaching the gospel. Everybody in my office know that I'm SU. SU means, what you called? Nigeria. SU means those spirit squad people. I don't know how you guys call SU here. You know those spirit coco? We call them spirit coco in Nigeria. You baited everything. But yet, your bait has now been baited. All of a sudden, the bait has gone and released. And this is what happened. When they were coming back, the Bible now says, as they were coming back in Genesis chapter 44, after they've released Simeon, they've released Benjamin, they were coming back. Oh, dear Reuben happy. Oh, dear Judah happy. Thank God we can go back to our father that this is done. Oh dear, beloved family of rest, I have given my all to this very particular commission. Thank God that I'm going back now and things are going to turn well for my good. As you leave the church, your car burst, your car caught fire, and you've just performed the worst sacrifice of your life. When your bait is not being baited. When your bait is not being baited. Oh, but I'm serving God. I gave him my life, gave him everything. I'm standing in the promises of God. But all of a sudden, you get to your office, they give you a letter of dismissal. When your bait is now being baited. Oh, what nonsense is this? I pray for this husband. Help him, for When he was not in school, gave him everything. Make sure that I keep pouring into his life. All of a sudden, pastor, he has gone and married somebody else. And yet, I don't have the divorce paper. When your bait... Is now being baited. Oh God. I'm, I trusted in your integrity. Trusted in your accountability. I know that you have the possibility to do it. But why is this happening to me? When your bait is now being baited. Joseph had no me what's called. Benjamin has no clue. And his brothers had no clue. That the bait has been baited. And oh Reuben who talks too much. Reuben, now the Bible says, and the raw Joseph ran to meet them on the road. And Joseph asked them, My cup is missing. Why have you done this kind of thing? I gave you all and all, but why did you do this? Oh, Reuben and the other ten boys, chill because the bait is about to produce something that you guys have no clue that it can be it can produce. Just because your bait has been baited, there is always what to do when the bait has been baited. We are going to see this morning. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 44, from verse 12 and 13. Genesis 44, 12 and 13, it says, when they got there, they were searching. Joseph now ran to meet them on the road and says, this is what you've done. And Reuben says, anybody that found this thing on top, anybody that this cup is going to be found on top, let this and this happen, talk at you. they didn't send you. Don't give judgment to people. See, calm down. Don't, don't. The guy just stopped. So you people should pray. Father, every ruben in my life that is causing confusion, in one in 30 seconds, just say it. Father, every ruben in my life causing me unnecessary pain. Father, take them away this morning. Open your mouth and begin to pray that prayer. The ruben, they just don't know how to keep quiet. They set you up unnecessarily. Who told you that you should talk? This is not your time to talk. I am here talking my talk. Keep quiet. It is my time. Lord, every ruben hanging around corner. Negotiating my downfall, negotiating, making my bets to be better. Rakosh Lord, I bring them down, I cancel their agenda, I destroy their plans, every ruben walking tirelessly, making sure that they set me up, even known and unknown to them. Lord, I cast the ruben out of my life in the name of Jesus. Reuben opened his mouth and brought a judgment upon them, but had no clue. that that statement you said. You are about to bait. You're about to bait what has been baited already. So all of a sudden, (laughs) the Bible now says in Genesis chapter 44 from verse 12 and 13. It says, and Joseph began to search from the oldest and left off with the youngest. And the cop was found, ah, in the bait. The cop was found in the bait. You went to office. You did not commit that very particular crime. But all of a sudden, the money was found in your account. You know too well that you don't cheat on your husband. But all of a sudden, they found something on the other side. And your husband is holding it against you. Huh? You did this. All of a sudden, the cop was found in the bait. What has been found in your life that you did not partake of? But all of a sudden, you are thinking, God, why me? I thought that this very particular suffering is coming to an end. I thought that me standing on these promises is going to make my life better. But all of a sudden, the cop was found in the bait. Oh dear Jacob, oh dear Reuben! and the remaining brothers, it's about to get tricky. What do we do? Because the exact bait that we use, thinking our father will live long, is about to die now. Because we already declared that whoever this will be found shall be a slave permanently. Who sent Reuben? Somebody asked him, who sent you? Who sent you? What's the problem? But the cop was found in Joker. Do did this thing. Before we know what was going on. Thank God for the people called Judah. Thank God for the Judah. What happens? Now this is what happened. This is one thing you must do when you find out that your bait has been baited. Because at this very particular point, you've done all you can do. And all you have is just your mouth. You have to get into the place where praise had to intervene for you. When your bread has been baited, Lord, I don't know what this business is doing. I've sown my seed. I've made sure that I have the good friends. I've made sure that I know what to do. I've tried everything possible. I hang around the corners of influences and stuff. But yet, God, the business is not going for Because why? The bait has been baited. Stop praying and let Judah take over the reign. The Bible now says there. That Judah stepped forward. Now, that prophetic movement was the fact that what's the meaning of Judah? Judah means praise. Judah stepped forward. Judah stepped forward and looked and said, No, this place, I know you have done your part, Benjamin. Benjamin, from the day you were born up to this very particular point, we've baited you for too much. But it is time, Benjamin, for you to send praise forward. I know you may not know how to sing, but despite the fact that your voice is not good, God wants to hear your praise because the Bible says, and the God of glory, he inhabits in the praises of his people. There are some of you this morning you are sitting there looking at me and you're wondering how can i come out now that my bait has been baited it is time to switch the ball game and get to the place of praise you've prayed your 17 days prior and fasting up you're buying the devil you've done everything they've poured they it not oil they've poured anointed oil on you to the point that you are glistening. in fact they can put you on the pan and fry egg out of your life that's how oily you are it is time for you to switch and allow judah to take the reign. And all of a sudden Judah take the rein. and Judah said to Joseph, he said, Joseph, I know that this has happened, but I must talk at this very particular point. I must talk. No wonder we get to see the mystery. Possibility that this is what Paul the Apostle located. The Bible says in concerning Paul the Apostle in Acts of the Apostle chapter 16 when Paul and Silas find themselves in the prison. Do you know what happened? The Bible says they prayed. They fasted. They did all. But the moment they opened their mouth, in the prison, All of a sudden, the Bible says suddenly there was an earthquake. The door opened. Paul and Silas could not understand why they were in prison. But now by the time they find themselves preaching to the prisoner, to the border, to the manager of the prison, they now understand. Oh, we were baited just because this guy must be saved. My dear, you get to a particular point in your prison life when your bait has been baited. All you need to do is just open your mouth and begin to thank God. Begin to appreciate him and say, Lord, I may not know what is going on, but I choose to thank you. I don't know how this thing is going to come to pass, but I'm going to allow my praise to go out. Somebody right now, I just feel in my spirit. Open your mouth in one minute and just begin to send the praise this morning. And begin to praise your way to your victory. Praise your way to the place of your dominion. I know that I lost my job. I lost my loved ones. I lost my. Maria. I'm going to allow Judah to be able to get into the place of my life somebody open your mouth Lord I just said thank you I don't know how Ella Michaela is going to be a reality but I choose to acknowledge you I don't know how platform is going to stand to become the fastest growing church I still have my hope but I know I'm going to press my way to the top I may be at the ground floor but I'm going to praise your name I may still be in the place of the shadow of the valley of death but I'm still going to thank you Lord Lord I grateful Lord I'm thankful. I don't know what to say. Jesus, it is me, Lord. I'm just your son. i have baited, but my bait has been baited. I choose to say thank you. I choose to say thank you. I don't know what else to say, but I worship you. You still remain king. I refuse to allow my mouth to kill my blessing. I will not allow the Reuben to talk this time. I'm going to send my Judah. Reuben, it is time to keep quiet. Judah, rise up for my sake. I send my prayers forward. Somebody send your praise. Somebody begin to send your praise. Lord, I honor you. I magnify you for platform. I thank you because people are looking for starting a church, but I have an online church and I have members you have given me. I have sons and daughters around the world. Lord, I thank you. I may not know how the door will be open. I choose to magnify your name. I give you all the glory. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the mighty one and battle. Thank him for the things you have not seen. Thank him for the pain. Thank him for the baited. Thank God in the midst of the trouble. And the Bible says, And Benjamin looked in his life and says, Now my bait has been baited. What must happen for me to do this? And the Bible says, And Judah stepped forward. Is it a surprising in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 that the Bible says, Be anxious for nothing? Say, But in everything, in prayer and supplication. He now says, mix it with thanksgiving. So that is how you make your requests be known unto God. Then all of a sudden we now understand how this mystery, Paul and Silas and these guys, they understand this. And Paul benefited greatly That is a place you get to when your bait has been baited. All you need to do is to open your mouth and begin to praise your way. Praise your way when you are in the dark place. Praise your way while driving to office and you see your tank of your car is empty. Praise your way when they give you the salary and the salary is not up to what you expect. Praise your way when the job is not coming the way you want it. Praise your way in everything. You lost your loved ones. Still say, Father, thank you because I'm still alive. It's time for the Judah to step forward. The Bible now says in Genesis chapter 43 from verse 33. Genesis forty-three thirty-three. He says here, says now, therefore, this is Judah. Therefore, I pray thee, let the servant abide instead of the Lord and a bondman for my Lord and the lad to go up with his brethren. You get to a particular point in your life where you must allow the Judah to do their job. The Judas in your life are the one, the Judas are in your life is the praise. You get to that point. Do you notice what happened here? Praise always have a way of telling for you what you don't know that you have the grace to do. Praise always have a way of engaging the impossibility for you when your weakness is in view. Praise always has a way of talking you to your nest, not the ruben. The ruben will put you in trouble, but the praise will show you your victory. The ruben will put you in mess, but the praise will make you understand there is a message out of your life. You, Benjamin, that has been baited, and things will still come out of your life. And all of a sudden, guess what? That the moment that praise goes up, oh, no wonder... 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22, you can write it down, you don't need to go. The Bible says, and when they began to praise the name of the Lord, it says the Lord sent an ambushment, which means praise can go and set, see, praise is a weapon of war. It can fight a battle for you. Praise, we say, and when they when they opened their mouth and they were praising God, 2 Chronicles 20, 22, when they were praising God, it says the Lord sent an ambushment from the standpoint of praise, not even prayer. Praise your way. It says, and they were all smitten. They were all smitten. And the Bible now says in Genesis, chapter 45 from verse 1 to verse 5, when praise now began to talk, this is what happened. Genesis chapter 45. it It says, as praise was going out from the corridors, all of a sudden, Joseph could not reframe himself. You've been fighting, but you had no clue. There are two things that guarantees your settlement in life and your next manifestation. The fact that number one, you need to let your Benjamin go. And number two, when your Benjamin has been baited, you need to send praise still out of your mouth. The Bible now says, and Joseph could not reframe himself. And he stood by him and he cried because every man has every man to go out from him. It says, and he stood and no man with him. It's so why Joseph made himself known unto his brother. And he wept aloud. And the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Imagine, if the bait did not go, are we going to ever see Joseph? Is Joseph ever going to speak and put his influence and his credibility upon your life? There are some of you, you've been crying, God, I want the influence to come upon my life. I want my voice to be heard. But you must be able to let your Benjamin go. Let your Benjamin go. And when your Benjamin go, be nice enough when it is being better to switch into the place of praise and say, God, I do what you say I should do. Oh, my dear sisters and brothers, I can tell you this one with all due with humility to God. Everything I want God to do for me, He is going to do it. But on my way to the top, I praise myself that side. I may be in a place where you don't understand what is happening, but I know my God lives. And based on that, I'm going to praise my way. And all of a sudden, they praise that way. Imagine. Imagine if it was Be- Reuben that talked. Do you think that Ben Joseph would reveal himself? Do you think so? But when Ju- Judah talk, Judah prays. When praise goes, he sends that very particular weapon and the weapon went melt there. See, there are some of you you want your boss. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. There are some of you you want your boss to employ you. You want that guy to propose to you. You know God. Tell. This is see, This is your pastor. I'm te- this, this is a prophetic move for some of you. You want that guy to propose. You want your boss to give you that job. Carry the name. Put on the floor. Dance yourself around that name. Huh? And watch God send the weapon to that place. And make their heart come down. That is a level where you send your praise. And your praise go there to become a weapon of war. No wonder he said to to, to 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 the barons. Baron means people who are not fruitful. Whereby nothing good is coming out of your hand. Your business is not fruitful. He says, Sing, go barren. He said, how many are the children of the barons. You get to the place, you sing away. I can't stay here anymore. This is my month of manifestation. I'm going to put my CV on the ground. Dance myself round about this very particular CV. Put your husband picture that is now going to Macwebs on the ground. It is your business to bait now that the thing has been baited. And use praise. To come out of that mess. This is a word for somebody. The Bible says after then has been done. Joseph revealed himself. And Joseph revealed himself. (laughs) And all of a sudden, this guy began to wonder, what the hell has happened here? Oh, dear Benjamin, (laughs) you thought that this very particular thing was for you. Now this is where the game changed. Oh yeah, this is where the game changed. Because this is where, because we need to make Benjamin come to, to a peace of mind. Remember, I was talking about Benjamin, the ones whose life were hard for you. The ones who you think that, why is it that things were rough in my life? Let me show you what happened with Benjamin. Benjamin was born to be the bait, to deliver the family when weapon of poverty is in view. You were born for such a time as this to be a deliverer. Oh dear, Benjamin. You thought that your pain was because that because you were you were your mother just, just just choose to die or whatever. You thought that your pain was the fact that people just hate you. Oh dear Benjamin, I'm here to disappoint you this morning. The reason why that happened for you is because God is maturing you to a place. By the time the payments begin to come, you will see the reason. All of a sudden, Benjamin did not know that all that he went through was the fact that he is the bait. That is needed in the time. Oh, Mama, (laughs) I know that yes, you have tried everything. Why is my children not becoming somebody in life? Why is this happening? Mama, I'm here to encourage you. Keep praying. Your baits that you are using at this very particular point, you will see it at the top. Mama Mary and Mama Moses, I know you have nurtured that child, but I'm here to tell you nurture the child with dexterity, nurture the child with excellence, because that child is about to go forth to become a savior. The child is a bait. Stop complaining that the child is not moving forward. Stop complaining that the child's brain is not working. Mama Moses, Mama Jesus, calm down. This child is a deliverer. The same thing also to you, Benjamin. I'm here to tell you, your pain was for a time as this. Go through with it gloriously. Now you understand why you are going through what you're going through. The end is bigger than where you are. Don't allow your bait to be baited and you open your mouth and say something. Don't allow the Reuben to speak in your life. Stay with the place of praise. Because also I want you to understand that when the bait has been baited, it will take praise to bail you out from that bait. Oh dear Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> You were baited to bring covering. You thought that you were sold into slavery. Remember they sold Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery. But he had no clue that he was baited. For him to go to the future. To become a covering for his people. The reason why you are going through what you are going through. Dear dear Benjamin. The reason why you are going through what you are going through. My dear sisters and brother, right now. Is because the devil knows. That if I allow you to come out of the womb. You will solve a problem. And cause me pain. Imagine if Benjamin died in the womb. Imagine. Who would have been the bait to deliver Jacob and all his family? Who would have been the bait? Oh, dear Benjamin, dear Joseph, relax. You were sent for such a time as this. It's time for you to be courageous and push yourself through that now I know why all this is happening to me. There is a better package in my life than what the devil is currently saying. Oh, dear Paul. <laughs> You were better to preach to the prisoners. So do it with pride and don't struggle. You'll find yourself in the prison. Preach there. It's a bait. Oh, dear Jesus. You were baited to give eternal life. So die and live gloriously. Because that is what you were baited for. Every one of us sent on planet Earth as a bait strategy to show the devil who God is in our life. So the word called bait, if you don't struggle with it, you can't die. Bait does not kill. It's the struggling to ad- admit that I've been baited that kills the man. Oh, let me say it again one more time. Bait does not kill. It's the struggle when you have been baited that kills the man. My dear sisters and brother, it is high time for you to chill. That, oh dear, just because I've been baited, I now know what to do as this very particular thing has been baited. In conclusion, this moment, Second Corinthians chapter 4 to 11 and after then I'm going to give you what to do when you find yourself in a baiting circumstances what to do I'm going to give you a few points and after then I'll be out of your face when the bait has been baited oh when the bait has been baited when the bait has been baited I'm here to talk to somebody this morning you've given your all you've done your best You've tried. You've cried. Oh, my. all the scripture I read from Romans and everything to make you understand that the suffering you are going through is but for a moment. I remember, I ask you to pray. Call it a light affliction. It is light. It is light. It is light. It is light. Don't, uh, don't kill yourself in the process. Stay strong. You were baited for such a time as this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 5 to 11. It says here. It says, for we preach not ourselves, but we preach Jesus Christ, our Savior, your servant, for Jesus' sake. Say, for God, who commanded His light to shine out of darkness, has shined His light on our heart to give us the light of His knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. The ability for you to praise is in you, my dear. So bring my thought to a close in you. He say, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. He said, the excellency and the power of God, he says, not of us. He says, we are troubled on every side, but we are not dismayed. I know that they attacked you, but don't be dismayed. We are perplexed, but not despaired. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. He said, but always bearing our body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. He said, that the life also of Christ might be made manifest in our body. Does that sound like the month of manifestation? That for you to manifest in all that you want God to do in your life, there must be a bait and you must be willing to allow the bait to go. What must I do this season? Number one, be ready to give the bait. Oh, be ready. Be ready to give the bait. Two examples I'm going to give you quickly. One of them is called Moses and the second woman is called the widow of Zarephath. For Moses, Moses was so glued to the stick in his hand. He did not want to put the bait on the ground because that's what God wants to use. There are some of you until you are willing to let go of what is in your hand. God is not committed to give you what is in his hand. You have to let go of that very particular thing that is in your hand. You have to let go of that thing that is in your hand. There is a picture now I have on the screen for those of you. If you notice that very particular picture, Jesus was holding a big teddy bear at the back. And he was asking this lady, this small child in front, can you give me this bait? This is the bait. That's something I have at my back. If only you can give me this small one. Your Benjamin is small compared to the famine, compared to the pain, compared to the poverty, compared to the lack, compared to the depression, compared to the anxiety, compared to the suicidal thought. You have to let go of that bait. Number one, let go of the bait. We saw with the widow of Zarephath. For that of Moses, you can write down Exodus chapter 4, verse 2 to 4. Exodus chapter 4, verse 2 to 4. It says, and God asked Moses, what is in your hand? And God said to Moses, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. He cast it. He didn't keep it. He cast it. Thank God for the Jacob who are willing to let go. And all of a sudden, as he cast it on the ground, the Bible says that very particular bit becomes the power that God used. In fact, I think that particular scripture, I forgot it now, it's not coming to my head. The Bible says, after Moses has dropped the rod, when Moses picked the rod back, it no more becomes the rod of Moses, it now becomes the rod of God in the hand of Moses. There are some of you, until you let that bait leave your hand, it will never go and bait anything good for you. The widow of Zarephath, 1 Kings chapter 7, 13-15. to 15. 1 Kings 7, 13-15. When the prophet came to me, the widow of Zarafat, the woman was complaining, Oh boy, prophet, let me, put it, let me personalize it. Oh boy, Darlington, the thing I have in my hand is just only a cruise of oil and just one small flower for me to just make fat cakes. And after then, I'm going to eat and die. And Darlington, the prophet says, make for me first. And all of a sudden, the woman look, if I'm going to do this for me not to die, I have to be willing to trust and beat this thing. And the woman baited the only thing she had, because that was what she was holding close to herself. So, my dear, let me say this to you as bait: if it's not going to pain you, and hear me, because most times when we talk about bait and all this thing, people think it's money. No, I'm not talking about your money. Your money is the least that I'm even thinking of. What is in my head is your heart. What is that thing that has replaced God in your life? What is that thing that ha- you have you have taken so dearly to the point that it has blocked you from manifesting? That is your bait. Be ready to bait it. Some of you is procrastination. Some of you, you lie too much. Some of you, your pride and your ego, it's closing doors for you. Bait it. Bait it. Point number two what must I do? Now that I'm in this season of my life, be still and just put everything in God's hand. Be still and put everything in the hand of God. Be still. Do you notice what happened to Benjamin? Because I'm beginning to bring my thought to a close. Do you notice what happened? Benjamin, of he was quiet. Haven't you noticed that throughout the scripture, Benjamin did not say anything. Because he was tired. There are some of you now, you are tired. You're so tired. But be still. Be still. There's a scripture for that. Psalm 46 verse 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. Indirectly, be still and trust me. He says, I will be exalted among the hidden, and I will be exalted in the earth. But it can only come from the standpoint of you being still. Be still. Benjamin was quiet. It was not a mistake that they make sure that Benjamin was quiet. It was not a mistake that the Bible did not because understand that the guy talked. He was quiet. Because the guy is tired that get to a particular point in your life when people are mocking you. Oh, you this church girl. Oh, you this church boy. Oh, you this person that like you, you keep talking about this Jesus, this Jesus. Oh, show, show us what is happening in your life. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still. Be still. I know it's painful. As I'm talking now, you're feeling the pain in your inside. Be still. Oh, God is about to show up for you. Just be still. Psalm chapter 100 from verse 1 to verse 3. Psalm 100, verse 1 to verse 3, it says here, it says, the Lord said unto my God, it says, sit at my right hand until I make your enemy, until I make thy enemy to be on your footstool. That is a place you get to in your journey of life. Hear me and hear your pastor well. You have to be still and just sit down. You have toiled all night and have caught nothing. But, hey, God, Jesus, I'm going to be still. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Tell me what to do at this point. And that's the only place. It's at the posture of your stillness. You hear the next move. And the next move for some of you this morning. It's ability for you to praise God. Point number three. What must I do? What must I do? Is the fact that know and trust God in the process. Just trust God in the process. Remember point number one? I say you must be ready to put the bait. Point number two. While you have done the bait, be still. Point number three: After that point, you've done. You still have this consciousness that I know my Redeemer liveth; He will show up for me, as bad as it may sound. My Redeemer liveth. My Redeemer liveth. Weapons may be formed left and right, but my Redeemer liveth. The Bible says in Romans chapter ten, verse eleven: It says, "Anyone who trusts in Him, it says, will never." be ashamed. Anyone who trusts, I don't care how long that prophecy has been hanging on your life. Trust God in the process. It says, for anyone who trusts me can never be ashamed. Anyone that put their trust in me, no wonder, oh dear Benjamin, you know how to trust your God. No wonder we can see that now at the end of it all, you are the one that built your family from the pains and the deception, the decay and the famine of life. You must trust God in the process. Point number four. What must I do? At this season of my life, the fact that you must be conscious of your community and the network of friends you have around you. Oh, be conscious of your community. Be conscious. See, let your community be a serious business. Don't just allow any, any ruben to hang around you. Don't. 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 You are to be conscious. You can write down Psalm 1 from verse 1 to verse 3. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. He said blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Who are these ungodly people? These are unreasonable earthly and unsocial people. He says No standard in the ways of sinners. The sinners there means the criminals, offenders, and people who are outlawed. He said No seated in the seat of scornful." Who are scornful? These are condescending people. They keep making, they keep telling you nothing. Be careful of your community. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Your community and your network. It. Even some of your family, be careful. Was Ruben not part of Benjamin? He's his family. He's his blood brother. And yet he was talking this guy to trouble. Be careful. Be jealously guarded about who is around your space. Make it a serious private business. Not You can't put that kind of responsibility in the hand of your friend. It's too risky. You'll be shocked they'll turn Ruben in your hand. And cause you all the pain that you don't want to enjoy. I mean, you don't want to experience. You have to be conscious of your community. Point number five. What must I do? The fact that the place of where you are conscious, your praise becomes your weapon. Your praise becomes your weapon. You wake up, or probably after the service is over tonight, this morning, and you sit down, you look. God, thank you. Now I know what to do. You enter your cars, you are going to the shop to go and buy your groceries or whatever. You begin to sing. Indirectly, the God that I serve, the one that I worship, your your, your magnitude and your experience, your exploit and your grandeur, I cannot fathom it. So because of that, I choose to praise you. You pick a song. Play a song in your car. Let your praise go ahead of you. You saw what happened in the life of Benjamin. When your bait has been baited, you must be able to send your praise ahead. When you go to the before you go to the office, I know that this month we are doing 5 a.m. After we finish by 6 o'clock, open your mouth, begin to sing your way to your office. Oh, the day, the Lord is good. His mercy not just forever. The day is a good day. Lord, I thank you. I bless your name. You are good, God. You are awesome. I send this. You begin to send your praise to your boardroom and your meetings. Because why? When that praise goes there, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 22, when your praise goes up, God begins to send ambushment and smite anything smite that is standing on your way. Point number six, what must I do? When the bait has been baited, it's the fact that you just have to understand that the rested life is a reality for you. What is the rested life, dear? you have to be convicted and be courageous 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 how far you can go in life is totally dependent on your conviction and how courageous you are to face the circumstances haven't you noticed the life of benjamin that even with all the pain that he was going through when the father says go with your brother he did not argue he still took the courage got to the place where he knows that possibility may not come back because this guy says, if you give us Benjamin, we will give you Simon. What's the guarantee that I will show up? You are convicted. You understand that your rested life. Whatever you see rested, that position is a reality for me, but it can only be from the platform of your conviction and from the platform of your courage. Joshua chapter one, verse seven, Joshua one, verse seven. God was saying to Joshua, he says, see, all that you want to get can only come on the platform of courage. When the Holy Spirit was doing this for me, even me, your pastor, there are some dangerous steps I want to take. It can only happen from the standpoint of my courage in me doing that. Do you know how, do you know the kind of courage it means for you to come online and all of a sudden you don't even know if somebody's going to be there? But yet I will show up because why? I understand that my rested life is a reality. I've seen where the end of platform looks like. I'm not backed up. I'm not disturbed about how this very particular present would look like. So because of that, I'm going to stand courageous and still show up. Even though Joseph has the possibility of kidnapping me and keeping me in his house. It says, God says to Joshua, only be thou courageous and be strong. Be thou courageous and be strong. Be thou courageous and be strong. That was what God was saying to you. Only, only be. You have prayed, you have fasted, you have done. It. Your bait has been baited. Be courageous now and stand where you need to stand. Point number six, or be point number seven. What do you do when your bait has been baited? Final point. Keep your head up high. Oh, keep up high. Keep looking at the top. Don't break your head down. Keep looking. We are that very particular cloth from South Africa here, we call it small street. Nigeria, we call it what you called. I forgot this market. What's the name of this market in Nigeria? Oh, Jesus Christ. I wish my Nigerian guys are here. They would have reminded me. Aswani market. Yeah, it's called Aswani. Oh, yes. Aswani market. It's like small streets in South Africa here. Where you go, you cut your cloth. And you wear your clothes as if you are wearing Tredemogla. That's no problem? You wear the clothes. You keep your head up high. I'm not determined by my present circumstances. There is a future that is better than this. I was saying to my wife, I said, babe, everything we're experiencing today is the past. Right? You see now that you're listening to me. After 12 knock, it's a past because you listened to me about two hours ago. Every experience, see, when you have that thinking, you are not packed up about the insult of people. You are not. You keep your head up high. I know my tomorrow is better. I will not put my head down. I will keep looking up. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finishers of our faith. He says, who for the joy that was set before us, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. He sat at the right hand of the father. But what was he doing? Looking up to Jesus, not looking down. Look up. You wake up, tomorrow morning. Stand. Oh boy, don't look Look your bank account is minus 10 rand. Bring that very particular zero that is at the Turn it to this side. Turn that minus 10 to this. Let it be in your consciousness. I look up. This account I'm looking, there will be a point in time where they will pay me 1 million rand. I won't get notification. I won't. That's how I pray. I pray that for every one of you. Because I keep looking up. They will pay me 1 million rand. I will? No, that's a level. Because 1 million is a disturb on your phone. Do you think the likes of, for example, I'm, I'm going to use Christian. Do you think the likes of uh, my, my, my spiritual grandfather? I call him grandfather. Bishop David Edebo. Do you think if they pay him 100,000, 1 million, do you think he has a dedication in his phone? Too busy to be thinking because why? He's looking up. He's currently now building about a 100 and plus thousand capacity, the largest in planet Earth. Not even what again because I don't know how they calculate it to Earth. Largest in planet Earth. And guess what? Look at the dexterity. He still keep looking, God, what more? I'll never forget. I read a book called, I think it's a book called Not Let Go or something like that because I'm trying to remember the book. Yeah, the Let's Go Life by Joseph Prince. Joseph Prince says, by the time they finished building that very particular Singapore church, he said, after they finished building, he asked God, God, what next? Ah, Yo, they gave you just one round. You're already, you are, your head is down. You are, one round is okay. Father, thank you. Do your covenant. This time. God, what next? You keep looking up. You Don't allow anything to keep you down, even though the job you are jobless at this moment, keep looking up, employ yourself. Say when they ask you, do you have a job? Say yes. What do you do? I'm a self-employed. What's your job? If, for example, let's say you're an accountant, I'm an accountant, I can come to your office. I'm a private ac- I can come to your office and help you balance your book. You don't need somebody to employ you for that. Oh, what do you do? I'm a writer. Do you write in any organization or anything production? Yes, I do. What's the name? Register a company, call your name, Luminant, and you go there, help them write their movie. What do you mean? Keep looking up, keep looking up. You do not want to employ. You employ yourself. Employ yourself. You you are too important than to allow a government to determine if you are going to be employed or not. Nobody has that right over you. Nobody. Don't give that right to anybody. Don't. Don't. Too important. Benjamin, keep looking up. I will not put my face down. Do you notice? Benjamin got to the place. His attitude even made them. They gave him a seat with five loaves of bread added to it. Ha! That that must be an audacity the guy carried. Keep looking up. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Philippians 1 6. It says, Being confident in this very thing, that, that which the Lord had begun, being confident in this thing, that which the Lord has begun, the good work, it says, He will perform it unto the days of Christ. It says, Being confident in this thing, being confident in this very thing. What are you confident about? Are you confident of your failure? Or are confidence confident of the possibility that is still ahead of you? When your bait has been baited, be confident. Keep your head up high. Let the bait go. Be still and put everything in the hand of God. Know and trust God in the process. Be careful of the community that you hang around because this community can either make you or break you in the place of your baiting. And also let your praise keep going up. And as if that is not enough, understand that the rested life is a reality for you. And after then, keep your head up high. Oh, keep your head up high. Don't allow the devil to shame you. Keep your head up high. Don't allow anything to keep you down. Keep your head up high. At this moment, wherever you open your mouth and begin to pray, Lord, here am I. Now I understand the word and its system that in God all things are possible. I might have been baited. And for some of you, God, I need to let this bait now go. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Kaprakosh shapatoza. Nebre kotosh eparates Eatos e Kepa. Ratosh Kebre Eatos Paradisha Patina. Rotobalea Koskapa what is that bait that you need to let go of your life oh dear jacob until the benjamin is out of your life your manifestation is not in view oh oh, dear mary until you let jesus to be at the synagogue and the temple your eternal salvation is not guaranteed oh dear moses until you let yourself get into that place and come back you may not be able to enjoy it open your mouth and begin to speak lord i let go of this bait i know it is painful i know my heart. Husband left me. I know the boyfriend decided to ditch me. I know that this guy chooses not to come. My business is not working, but I'm going to bet it. The ministry is not going the way I'm going now. Lord, I have to bet it. This pride, this unbelief, this unforgiveness, this bitterness, this anger. Lord, I bet it this morning. Leketos in a copara does a leketos capa. I break a toge in a Bet your betting. Until the bait is out of your hand. Nothing is guaranteed to happen. Oh Jacob. Little do you know. That the famine that you are experiencing. If only you let go of the Benjamin Eli. You would have been in Egypt. At the choice part of Egypt. And you would not pay any money. You will be eating for free. Until your time on earth is over. Bait the bait. bet the bait. Begin to bait the bait. That bait has your secret. That bait has your nest move. That bait has your Possibility that bait has your increase, it has your marital sentiment, it has your fruitfulness, it has the ability for you to dominate and subdue the earth. Bait the bait in her for some of you this morning, you are the place where your bait has been baited wherever you are just open your mouth and begin to praise god lord now i know that when my bait has been baited lord i just need to say father thank you I don't know what needs to happen in my life, but I just say thank you. I don't know how to turn from this place, but I'm going to be still. Somebody declare that. I'm going to be still because I know that our suffering is but for a moment. I know that this affliction will come to an end. I know that this shame that I'm currently experiencing, one day it will turn to fame. I know that this pain will turn to gain. This disappointment will turn to a new appointment. So, therefore, I give you all the glory. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the mighty one. And battle, the owls should die. The owl give My El Canelo God, my El Ephesi God, I thank you because you show up when I don't know when things are going to happen. I'm at a space in my life when my bait has been baited. I'm at a space in my life. When my bait has been baited, I give my Benjamin, but it looks as if my Benjamin is not enough. I don't know what else to do, but God, I give you my praise. I release my faith. I give you my praise. I release my faith. I give you my praise. I release my faith. I give you my praise, Lord, from my mouth. Somebody open your mouth. Say something this morning. Don't just be quiet. Say something. Lord, I thank you for my beautiful wife. I might have baited. Thank you because I'm married. Huh? I'm happily married. Huh? Thank you for the church because you blessed me huh? with a great members. i cut scattered across the earth. Huh? Lord, I give you all the praise because indeed huh? these are your children. Huh? You count me worthy to be able to bless them this morning. Huh? I don't take this for granted. Huh? So you be all the glory. You are the hell should die. Huh? Lord, I thank you for my life. There are people huh? Lord, that died of the COVID but I'm still standing. Huh? Lord, I may not have the Bentley pack in my garage. Huh? I may not have my six bedroom, seven bedroom huh? with six bar and also the tennis court but i thank you because i know that as my bait has been baited that place is in view in jesus mighty name i pray i declare upon you this morning by the messes of god and the sure message of david every one of you this morning that your bait has been baited i declare upon your life today You will find yourself in the palace. You will find yourself in the place of prominence. You will find yourself in the corridors of influence. In the name of Jesus, I declare for you this morning, every Benjamin that has been baited, every Benjamin that has been mocked, you have no clue that you were born for a time as this. I stand as a prophet and I put my faith with you this morning. I declare upon your life that your challenges will pay off. Your challenges will pay off. Your sacrifice and your difficulties, the disdain and the insult, it will turn to glory in the name of Jesus. That bitch that you have put on the table, I declare this morning, it will take you to the place of prominence. Every battle tossed for, I release the manifestation power of God upon your battles in the name of Jesus. This week I pray for somebody, I don't know who you are. You are struggling to release your bait. You are struggling. This one is a call for me. I can't, Pastor Darlington. You don't understand. This is my pain. How do I let go of this? I declare this morning by the power of the Most High God. Everything that has made you hold your bait. And it is causing you pain. Keeping you one spot. I cast that bait out of your life. In the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody this morning. On the verge of suicidal thought. On the verge of depression on the verge of trying the tower on the verge of losing their courage i declare this morning power of god enter into them now in the name of jesus i remove every siege of the devil hanging around your life they are broken off this morning in the name of jesus i pray for you today that your week is blessed Everything that you need to be better this morning, as you are engaged in them, engage in them all, you will experience manifestation this month in the name of Jesus. I call you blessed. I call you prosperous. I call you increase. I call you fruitful. I call you abundance. I call you favor. And so shall it be in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. And God's people say, Amen.